You are listening to the Jabin Chavez Leadership Podcast, a conversation designed to help you find your organizational culture and leadership values. Jabin is a pastor, artist, and highly sought-after speaker who has a long track record of growing departments, ministries, and organizations. We know that this podcast will bring value to you as a leader and to your entire team. Hey, hello, everyone. Welcome to podcast number 24. Let's go. Hope you're having a blessed fall, blessed October. Hope it's been awesome for you, praying for you, thinking about you, and uh, just thinking about a few things that I'm personally working through right now that I thought uh, would be a blessing for you as a leader. Um, Just some of the things that I'm processing right now, some of the things that I'm thinking through and um, some of the things that I'm uh, working on uh, in my own, just my own life. And uh, I, I just thought, you know, it might, it might help you to hear some of this. And so, um, yeah, just, just really excited about it and uh, excited to, to hopefully give you some things that will um, just help you. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about mental health today. Uh, soul health, mind health, and just health in general. Um, this is a very unique time in history. A uh, lot of anxiety, a lot of um, unique problems uh, that, that I would say are compressed. It's not that other generations didn't have issues or problems or other decades, but this has just been anyone who would say that what's happening right now in our world is normal is lying to you. Um, this is very unique from you have the, the, all the fears, the health fears, the pandemic, the, that whole thing. You have all the financial things that are happening and shifting from interest rates to inflation to stock market to fuel on and on and on. You have um, a nuclear power that is at war, and uh, we don't know where that's going to go. We have uh, issues with China and Taiwan. We have, I mean, there is just so much. On top of all of that, on top of just what's happening in the in the world on that scale, then you have the cultural battles that we're facing, uh, the different things around gender confusion and just all of the different um, all of the different issues that are we're, we're really seeing the fruit of the sexual revolution of the sixties, the. Uh, the root system of free love and rebellion in the 60s uh, has now produced the root of confusion and uh, moral collapse. And it's, it's incredibly sad to see what's happening in our nation. So you have all of that um, as church leaders specifically. We're just trying to regain people and trying to get back in the flow as well as then all of the uh, 
all of the issues if you're if you're in business and things like that. There, I mean, there's just so much going on. Uh, I don't need to belabor that anymore. I've already taken two minutes to talk about that. I don't need to say any more about that. You you know what's going on. I know what's going on. Uh, let let me help you with with four things because our mental health, our soul health, our mind health is so important. Our heart health is so important in this in this season. And so let me just give you a few things uh, quickly to just little reminders <clears throat> that you're going to have to really work at. You're, they're always important, but in seasons like this, boy, they are super important. Here's number one. You have to guard your heart. Guard your heart. This is what the proverb writer writes, right? Proverbs chapter four, above all else, above all else. Think about that. Guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. That everything that's happening on the outside started and starts on the inside, and it starts at your heart. The deepest, truest part of who you are. One theologian said that your heart is where your spirit and soul connect. Your heart's the real you. Your heart is the real you. And the proverb writer says, you're going to have to guard it. You're going to have to protect it. You're going to have to be very careful with it. Why? Because your heart will then follow what you feed it. Your heart will follow what you feed it. What did Jesus say? He said that your heart will, that wherever your treasure is, your heart will follow. Wherever your treasure is, your heart will follow. This means that our heart is a follower of whatever we give it as its source. So out of my life, out of my heart will flow the issues of life. My life will look like my heart. The outside will look like the inside, but my heart is a follower. This is good news. That means that whatever I feed it, that's what it becomes. The Old Testament says in uh, Jeremiah, your heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. Well, yeah, if it's not guarded. But if it's protected and guarded, it's, it's just a follower. So if we feed our heart the wrong things, our life is going to go in the wrong direction. If we feed our heart the right things, our life is going to go in the right direction. So I've got to guard my heart. I've got to protect it, for out of it is going to flow the issues of life. Uh, Jesus would go on to say in the Gospels that a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, what happens? Will bring forth good things, bring forth good things. The evil man, out of the evil treasures of his heart, will bring forth evil things. So I am bringing forth whatever I feed my heart. Whatever I value, whatever I treasure, whatever I prioritize, whatever I, whatever I really um, focus on, that's going to feed my heart, and then my life is going to bring forth my heart. So I got to guard my heart. I have to. I have to be very protective of my inner man. I just have to. From what I allow in. 
from what I read, what I watch, what I listen to, how much social media, how much content, how much just I've got to guard my heart. I have to have a guarded heart. I have to be careful because my heart is going to direct the rest of my life. If I don't like my life, if I don't like my actions, if I if I don't like my mentality, then I have to guard my heart. Number two, clear your mind. Clear your mind. Okay, so guarding your heart is all about making sure the right stuff's getting in. When I say clear your mind, here's a little phrase I wrote down. Give your mind room to recover. Give your mind room to recover. Uh, we are so inundated with data and information. We, we are bombarded with information. We are bombarded with videos and TikToks and Instagrams and YouTube and information, 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 tweet, 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 post, 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 text, 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 text. You, you're going to have to give your mind time to recover. Clear your mind. You're, you're going to have to give it space to breathe. Um, I'm, I'm trying to be as practical as I can be. Put your phone down, turn the TV off, go on a walk, uh, like maybe read, but even reading, I want to be careful about, I'm going to put reading in the guard your heart, but in the clear your mind, I'm literally talking about. There has to be moments of stillness and silence and calmness. Not not mindless scrolling. Not mindless entertainment. Not even just, uh, you know, super aggressive reading and intake of information, but but actual. Calm moments in the car, no radio on, windows down, trying to connect somehow to the stillness and beauty of nature. You have to clear your mind. Um, I don't want to give you too much on this because I, 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 how you clear your mind is, is, is on you and your personality and your, it's kind of the way you you do life, but I want to encourage you to find a way to clear your mind. Um, for me, golf helps me clear my mind. When I'm golfing, I'm not thinking about ministry. When I'm golfing, I'm not thinking about other issues. When I'm golfing, I'm just thinking about the grass, and I'm thinking about the, the next shot, and I'm thinking about life in that moment. I, I like it. That helps me Golfing helps me clear my mind. Uh, working out helps me clear my mind. We'll, we'll get into that in a second, but it, that helps me clear my mind. It's something different. Maybe for you, it's going to be gardening. Maybe it's music, picking up a guitar, or playing the piano, or 
hitting some drums, something to clear your mind, something that is different um, than the stress of work or the mind-numbing stupidity of social media. Got to figure out a way to clear your mind. And and when I when I say these things, I'm talking these are every day. You've got to figure out a way every day to clear your mind. So for me yesterday, yesterday was uh as I'm film as I'm recording this now, yesterday for me was Monday. Um I was just real out of it and real tired and just kind of just I don't know, just kind of off. So I went and played nine holes by myself. Just hit that golf ball. Um, spent some time in my office writing a song. I just I had to do some things that were different. I had to I had to kind of break because I was just I was, I was feeling that post Sunday blues. I was just sitting in in my house on 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 Monday, just feeling a little off and a little discouraged for whatever reason. So I cleared my mind. You have to clear your mind every day. It doesn't mean you can golf every day. But it does mean that you there has to be something in your life where you can clear your mind. Number three, calm your soul. Quick review, guard your heart, clear your mind. Number three, calm your soul. Why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. Put your hope in God. Uh, David knew how to talk his soul down. He knew how to calm his soul. He knew how to speak and sing and pray and worship. And, and most importantly, he knew how to talk to his soul. Uh, David was connected to the soul realm. And he was comfortable. I, I think what's amazing about David is how he would know when his soul was unhealthy. So like in Psalm 103, he, he says, bless the Lord on my soul. Forget not. You're forgetting. You're forgetting. You're, you're sick. My soul is sick. And then he, and then he would talk to it like it's a person. Forget not all of his benefits. He, he heals all my diseases. He forgives all my sins. He removes my sin as far as he says from the West. He, he picked my life up out of the miry pit. He, he knew how to calm his soul. He knew how to speak. So he had a a sense and a knowing of when his soul was off, and then he knew what to do with it. And to me, the most important part of soul health, the most important part of calming your soul is speaking. Um, Speaking, number one, to yourself. Speaking to God. Maybe that's number one. Maybe yourself is number two. But somehow you're 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 speaking. You're talking. I'm talking about using words, y'all. Talk to God. Talk to yourself. Talk to friends or family. Talk to someone that you can open up to. Talk to a counselor or a therapist. There 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 has to be speaking involved. Why are you downcast on my soul? David asked questions. Why am I like this right now? Why do I feel this way? Why am I down? Why am I depressed? Are, are you wrestling with that? 
if if you can't get an answer for that through relationships, if you can't get an answer to that question through just your own self, um, just your own self talk and your own conversations, if you can't if you can't get to the bottom of that with your spouse, why am I downcast? You you have to go to counseling. You have to. You've got to get with a counselor or a therapist and say, I got to figure this out. Because you've got to get help with that. Why am I downcast? Most most people don't even ask that question. They just settle with, I, I am, and that's how it'll always be. No, why? Why am I downcast? Okay, that's Psalm 42, Psalm 43, by the way. Why am I like, why am I feeling this? Okay, now let's get God involved. Put your hope in God. What, what that means is not just you need to pray more, sing more, worship more, pray in tongues more, give more, serve more. No, it means I need to um, I need to get God involved and I need to get an answer for why I'm feeling this way. Is it my schedule? Is it my diet? Is it the season of life we're in? Is it spiritual warfare? Is it whatever it might be? <clears throat> you have to be able to ask the question. You have to be honest with the fact that your soul is downcast. And then you have to bring a calming to your soul through speaking, through singing, through praying, through counseling, through spiritual warfare, through conversation. You've, you've got to be able to calm your soul. And uh, this is not easy. I, I will say this. If you have a guarded heart and a clear mind, um, you're going to be on the road to a calm soul. Okay, not that number one and number two automatically lead to a calm soul, but it, but it, because now we're getting into the emotion. But I do want to say that if you, if you will guard your heart and if you will clear your mind, you're going to be on the road to a calm soul. You're going to be getting closer to that. And so you're on the right track. Um, I think the calming of, of the soul is going to require relationship. Helping, helping you keep your soul healthy. And here we go. Here's number four. Feed your body. Feed your body. And uh, I'm, on a, I'm on a little bit of a health journey. I wouldn't say I'm on a diet. I'm just I'm trying to change my life. I'm... Um, 39 this month and I'm just, I'm trying to turn things around and uh, people have been asking, why are you losing the weight? How are in all that kind of stuff? A lot of people want to know how, but why? So the why for me is it's about energy. It's about health. It's about long-term uh, goals and long-term dreams. But um, what I've noticed is how what I eat has a direct correlation to how I feel and even to my emotion because our gut health and our brain health is so connected and our brain health is going to affect our mind and our mind is going to affect our emotions and on and on and on and on. So what I've learned when I say feed your body, I want to, I want to just talk about two things really quickly that we can all do, whether you're trying to lose weight or not, whether you're uh, trying to eat healthier or not, what, like 
wherever you're at with all that, whether you feel athletic or not, here's what I would say about feed your body. Number one, eat less processed foods. It's going to make you feel better. And exercise. We can all do that. Every person that's listening to this can do those two things. We can eat less processed foods and we can exercise. So here's what that meant for me. Um, I met with my doctor and he said, let's just say you eat three times a day. So that's three times seven. That's 21 meals a week. Um, how many of those do you think are healthy? And I went, I don't know, two or three out of 21 meals. I'm probably two or three of them are healthy. And the other ones are just trash. <laughs> and he said, all right, let's flip it. Let's go. Two or three are unhealthy. And those other 18, 19 meals are going to be healthy. Just do that. And I would just ask you, figure out a way to get non-processed food in your body more. It's going to make you feel better. Uh, So for me, I've really, 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 really cut back on sugar. Uh, I've cut gluten out. And I just try to eat real foods. It doesn't mean I don't eat uh, carbs ever. It just means I eat real foods that aren't processed foods. And they're not fake. They don't, they don't have a laundry list of ingredients. You know, you go grab a bag of Doritos and in the back, you're going to see ingredients like red. (laughs) It's literally an ingredient. Doritos red. Another ingredient is yellow. Another ingredient is blue. Okay. That's scary. You don't want to be eating that stuff. So you want to eat less processed food. You want to eat more whole foods and you want to work out. You want to move your body. Now, moving your body is going back to clear your mind, but it is very important. It does something that this is different than just picking up a guitar or hitting a golf ball. Um, there is something that is released, the endorphins that are released in you when you work out and when you push your body and when you when you push and pull, push and pull and sweat and tear muscle and heal muscle and release toxins, it is so important for you. Now, now I'm not a, I'm not a health expert. I'm not going to keep going on this. All I'm telling you is this has helped me. It is, it is so helped my mental health to work out and to eat right. The first thing that eating right does for me is it helps me sleep. So what I do is I eat from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's my window. That's when I eat. It's called intermittent fasting, but don't get caught up on that. Here, here's what I would say. Eat early. I don't, I don't care when you start eating, but stop eating at an early hour, like around 6 p.m. Then your body has time to digest food. And then by the time you're going to bed at 10, 11 o'clock at night, you don't have a full stomach. And now you can actually sleep as opposed to going through in and out at 10 p.m., eating a cheeseburger, fries, and a milkshake, and then rolling around all night in bed with heartburn and pain. And now some of you are like, you know, you're like 20 years old. You don't, you don't have to deal with this yet, but if you're older, you, you know this. So I, I was at the point where I was waking up every night. I thought I was waking up every night to pee. I wasn't, I was waking up every night with heartburn 
And then when I would wake up with heartburn, I'd realize, oh, I could go pee. And then I'd go pee. Well, that's because my body was working so hard in the middle of the night, just trying to break all this junk down. Now that I eat early, I'll eat at 6 p.m. I go to bed around 10. I don't wake up anymore. Just think about that. I just don't wake up anymore. I sleep all through the night. And a good night's sleep is going to absolutely affect not only your physical health, but your mental health. You're going to do a lot better on seven or eight hours of sleep a night than four hours. So just start there. You're going to, and, and I'm talking about real sleep where you sleep through the night, not where you're rolling around all night, real sleep. And then you, you try to eat a lot more whole foods, meat and vegetables, a lot less sugar. Um, some people have a true gluten intolerance, but I would just say it. No, nobody really does great on gluten. And you're going you're, you're gonna to start feeling better, and it's going to directly affect your mental health. Guard your heart. Clear your mind. Calm your soul. Feed your body. In Jesus' name, these things are going to help you. I love you. Praying for you. Have a great day.